Okay, everybody sing a note. Yeah, perfect. The exact same. I only drink gravel. Okay, I was trying to think of a clever name for it, but it just made me sad. Salt Lick. Hey, if anybody wants to draw that for our Instagram. Speaking of sad, you have an idea. Hey everyone, and welcome to We Wrote the Book, the podcast where every week a bunch of musical theater nerds get together and try to write a brand new musical. My name is Christian Adderholt, and I'm joined by my co-host, Olivia Wise. Howdy ho! Howdy, Olivia! So, um, this episode is a bit of a sequel episode to last to the last episode, so I figured we had to bring back the same guests just for continuity. So, it's William Soler. Welcome back, uh, William! I, I, th- Thanks thank for you, being yes. here! Yeah, I, I appreciate the lore. I, yeah, I, I appreciate the lore. The idea that there's a sequel, this extended universe of podcasts, for sure. And somehow you snuck Dude. in there. Congratulations. I know, yeah. I mean, um, as a, as, a, as a white man, it feels really good to fail up. Um, <laughs> Mama, I finally made it. I'm failing uh... upwards. <laughs> Guess I'll never like get real that Andy. feeling. I, I guess you won't. <laughs> okay, um, okay. So let me let me yeah. explain what I mean by sequel. So in the last episode, we had a very special episode where William um, really dropped the ball on his Sondheim knowledge. Mm-hmm. But in that in that um, episode, there was we did have a little gem in there where we talked about writing a, an un an un an uncut gem. Yes, an uncut <laughs> gem of an idea in there. About writing a musical about Adam Sandler, or an Adam Sandler musical in some kind, and that's what I wanted. Was that was that our ideas? It was an idea. Let's not go back and relitigate it, because let's be honest. How many? I don't think it was so much of an idea as a throwaway joke, wasn't it? It was. I I, I was definitely a throwaway joke. Was it your throwaway joke, Olivia? I don't know. Probably. Probably. Who knows? Think so. Okay, come on. You're acting like you remember anything the second we stop recording. Doesn't it all just leave your brain? Because it leaves mine. I think we all sound exactly the same, so it's really hard for me to tell who says what in our <laughs> podcast when I listen back. <laughs> that, um, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, Adam Sandler <laughs> musical. I, I And I thought about it for... It, it kind of stuck in my brain, and I was like, okay, how do we do an Adam Sandler musical? And I came up with kind of three different ways we could do this and i wanted your your guys's opinion about which one we should do mm-hmm. so here here's the first one so the first one is we would just do one of adam sandler's movies but turn it into a musical okay um, like i feel um, like well uh, besides the fact that that's already been done with the wedding singer oh shit has it oh uh, it has oh, yes the wedding well, singer never yeah. mind it's your wedding day it's it's fun it's a lot of fun it's the wedding day. Is that how that's, it goes? that's how the song goes. Nice. Just, yeah, it gets stuck in my head every time I think about it. It's wedding day. And just that part, I don't know enough of the show or have listened to it enough, so I just have this one part of the song. I haven't listened to any which, of it, but now that'll be in my fair. head forever. I know. Okay, uh, so it's bes- very fitting for the story. So though. besides wedding singer already being a thing. 
why else shouldn't we do that? Um, I feel like I just I feel like they may not lend themselves so well. I mean, like besides the fact that you know what we're just gonna put on eight crazy nights and just use that music and then we're done. I mean, um, I mean, do we want to turn Grown Ups Two into a musical? We could write uh, fifty new songs for fifty first dates. <laughs> A hundred percent sure. The funny thing is that it is just 50 of, of the same song. It is. It's just the same song. It's just Wouldn't It Be Nice by the Beach Boys. Just 50 <laughs> times. It would be. A, it would have to be a jukebox musical. That's true. It would just be a Beach Boys jukebox musical, which probably already exists. So, okay. So we won't make a movie, a musical out of his, one of his movies. So then and the next option is we make a brand new Adam Sandler-esque musical. So it, it's like an Adam Sandler movie, but it's a musical. Are we are like, but what time period of Adam Sandler? Like, are we talking about like '90s Adam Sandler, where he's just like only doing funny voices, but it's like kind of weird, kind of raunchy, but we're sort of not used to it yet. But that has some sort of heartwarming message at the end. Or are we doing like Jack and Jill? Or I was thinking. I was thinking of going with his click. with his work, like uh, the the cobbler. If you're familiar with the cobbler, you know. Oh yes, the cobbler. Oh. The racist, homophobic, transphobic work that um th- that he put out about a superhero who can change. Essentially, he's a superhero because if he he has a magic sh- a resolar machine that if you wear if you resole a shoe and then you put them on. You turn into that person. Sounds like William's uh, superpower, a, a re-solar like solar. Yeah, actually, yeah, it, does. So- uh, it sounds like Darkman a little bit. Darkman, what is that? Darkman. Uh, it is a movie that I believe is directed by Sam Raimi, uh, starring Liam Neeson. Oh, and Liam Neeson he gets is in a, a botched accident. scientist. Well, it's his own because it's a scientist. He does it to himself. Okay. Yeah. Except his like partner does it to him. He it's fine. Doesn't matter. I He's get it. Horribly dis horribly disfigured, but uses the machine to make basically skin grafts that look like people. So it's and they melt gross. off in an hour. It's like a yeah. it's like a more horror version of Face Off or of uh, Master of Disguise. Yes, yes. It's like a, a more body horror, horror version of Master of Disguise, which was produced by Adam Sandler. I think it was. So, so would we want Full to? Circle. <laughs> so would we want to try and re like make an Adam Sandler movie, or is the problem there's too many types of Adam Sandler movies to really pin it down? Well, I mean that's an interesting question, right? Because it's like I feel like we can kind of put Adam Sandler and Keanu Reeves and Nicolas Cage like all in the same boat, where there's something that is just effervescent, ineffable. Of, about them. I don't they know. I wouldn't say ineffable. Factor. There's some of those guys I'd if. <laughs> some. So of the three, there's more than Oh, sorry. Fuck, Mary kill. One. Fuck, Mary kill. Adam Sandler, <laughs> Keanu Reeves, Nicolas Cage. Okay. Ooh, that's so hard. Um, I would probably fuck Keanu. Okay. But, and then... Oh, but what I, I okay, so Adam Sandler definitely seems like a family man, but then he Nick does. Cage, I feel like has a tender spot somewhere. You know, it's just 
He'd yeah. be really good. He'd be a really good husband. But it I'm going to say I marry Adam Sandler. I feel like he's a family man. And then, and then I Nicolas would Cage. kill Nicolas Cage. He'll come back. Yeah, well, that's fair. See, I- I'm similar. I would, but I would probably fuck Nicolas Cage, marry Adam Sandler because he's got so much money. Nicolas Cage has no money ever. He has no money. <laughs> so, so you don't want to be involved long term. And Keanu Reeves, I'm going to say, and I'm probably going to catch some hate for this. He's not a good actor. I don't really enjoy him, and I don't enjoy his movies. I think compared to the three, he's probably the least talented and the least interesting. <gasps> Rude. So, you know. Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. he's got a million dollars. Um, but he's, he's, I dro- he's I dro- hot, I dropped my though. pen on that. I, I was, hot, I was surprised. I would, I would fuck, marry, and kill uh, Adam Driver. That's what I would do. That's well, not. That that's situation. against the rules. Okay. Yeah. Come on. Uh, fu- you know what? Look. Uh, just imagine fucking Nicolas Cage. What if he made like one of those meme faces at you? Um, you know, while you would... it was happening. And I mean, be like, I mean, Ugh. I mean, you are descri- You are describing every man <laughs> in mm. that moment. Sure. I mean, the well, only other mm. person that all the only other face that we would be able to like e- even tie to. Uh, that that uh, moment of orgasm is wh- who Robin Williams tied it to, which was fucking goofy. I um, I honestly so, I would think like where else are you gonna go there? I would argue that Nicolas Cage is so animated and so out there all the time. Probably when he orgasms, it's just like normal. Like he's just like hmm. Like I, I think he is so intense all the time that like that's the one time where he reaches clarity and he's not intense. That sounds awful. That sounds like that's, that's, uh, the worst amazing. possible outcome. You know what? You know what? I have gotten us way too far down. He just this, goes, this, huh? Yeah, this rabbit hole. Huh. Well, it, it's Nicholas Cage. I've made a terrible mistake. It's Nicholas Cage, so it's more like, huh. you know, kind of like um, a lot more I, Elvis-y in the late period Elvis. I feel um, like I feel like I probably would fuck and kill all three of them. Okay, but I probably. Only... As if you'd get the chance. Yeah. I, I would not. I would not. I would. I would be killed by Nicolas Cage <laughs> as I tried. To Fair kill. enough. Fair That's enough. That's the first thing that that would happen. Not Keanu. I would feel bad looking at Keanu Reeves because I'd feel like I, I, you know, I, 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 I wouldn't want the internet to know. Mm-hmm. Essentially, is what it comes down to. And I don't know. I feel like the only person who's likely to employ me in the next 15 years is Adam Sandler. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, I just need to wait yeah. for Kevin James to die. <laughs> um, okay. And I'm golden. Okay, so um, it seems to me like we're not interested in making an Adam Sandler movie, musical. I mean, like making an Adam Sandler musical out of like a, a brand whole cloth one. It seems like that's not where we're interested so here's the last idea, I, yeah. and I think we're just going to have to go with it, is it kind okay. of does touch on what you were talking about, where Adam Sandler has, like, so many different types of Adam. Like, the, it's weird because they're all kind of the same type of movie, but they're just done in slightly different ways that make them wildly different. And Wildly. It, there's a mystique. It's, it is, you know. It is crazy. It's, it, all it, as long as, if Adam Sandler is putting forth a quarter effort, uh, amount of effort, it's instantly a better movie. And it's instantly like a, a comedy classic sometimes. It's wild. But that that's that would be the last kind of way we could do a musical about Adam Sandler. Is we actually do 
kind of like I don't want to say a musical review, but like a musical kind of overview of his work so far. Oh, so uh, you mean like a we're gonna do like a biopic starring Pete Davidson? Uh, <sighs> yeah, exactly. I guess I, I guess. like it. No, I guess except no? for Pete Davidson probably can't sing. I mean, he can rap. Okay, we that's put Pete Davidson on the stage, but we we have him lip sync and have Adam Sandler uh, t- behind and- the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that, that's awful. I was going to say, like, Jason Derulo, you know, or like... Well, no, if we're going to do that, then we're going to have Pete Davidson. We're, we're going to have R- Rami Malek as Pete Davidson <laughs> lip syncing to <laughs> Pete Davidson. <laughs> that's 100% perfect yes okay but like again it seems like this weird like aspect of like how do you like how do you humanize like how adam do you sandler? humanize adam sandler <laughs> i don't say adam, I told me, adam sandler I don't, is some hold sort on. of like eldritch let, horror let me speak let me speak you don't know that first second like, like uh, the thing I think about for like Nick Cage is like Nick Cage is about to have like a movie coming out where he's playing himself. Yes, right. And it is a not only a heightened version of himself. It seems like a still unrealistic version of him. Like I understand that he did crazy things, mm-hmm. right? But he's not Gary Busey. I mean, he did buy a T Rex skull from Mongolia only to return it because he found out it was illegally smuggled out of Mongolia. That sounds like he did a good thing. He bought a pyramid to be buried in in New Orleans. How is this not? We're not talking. This about all sounds like National Treasure about... spinoffs. Okay, but but the the point that I'm making is that that story is not even taking a biopic scenario here. I don't think you can take a biopic scenario from someone that doesn't have like um this fragility to them. Oh, oh, oh I you know, like there's. Like, like he, 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 I rather like, I don't, I think that Adam Sandler is so like ensconced in being himself. Oh, that's true. And like, we see it that way. And it just seems like more than probably anyone else that have this amount of money that he has, he seems like he still puts all of his cards on the table. Like he doesn't pretend to be something that he isn't. He doesn't do it. Like, that's what it feels like in a way that it doesn't feel like with everyone else. And I think that that gets hard because it's like, I don't think that like we view him in that way. So I feel like we can't just like do a regular biopic. Uh, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't saying like a biopic of Adam Sandler. I was saying we would like, so then what are you saying? I was saying like we review his body of work and like, I think I, I agree with you that it's Adam Sandler. His movies seem interesting, but him as a person doesn't seem that interesting. He's done a very good job of making himself seem boring. So it's not necessarily about Adam Sandler. It's about how his movies have changed and shifted and gotten weird and like how people view his movies. Yeah. Yeah. I like Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say I like focusing on how people view his movies because there is such a dichotomy and like how like general audiences view some of his movies as like they are like childhood movies to a lot of people or they're just classic comedies. Whereas you know, movie critics hate them, like despise so many of his movies. Oh, despise is, his movies. Is is there another actor that has a ninety three percent gap 
between their worst and best <laughs> movies on Rotten Tomatoes? Um, probably. You you'd be surprised how many people just do absolute garbage for a paycheck. I mean, Nicholas, I can't think I mean, of another Nicholas Cage. I, Nick, I don't think Nicholas Cage. What has about a 0% um, on um Rotten Tomatoes. Mike Mike Myers? Mike Myers, maybe. Oh yeah. Um. Again, but that's another person that I wouldn't want to delve into who they are. Yeah. I would want to but, like see how people act like, about them. But I, I like something I wanna I wanna highlight for everybody. So there is um you know, a couple of his like famous movies like Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, The Water Boy. So the Water Boy have a has a seventy one percent audience score. So audiences really loved it. You wanna guess what the critic score of it was? Seven. Fifteen. 34 so it's not, oh oh hey it's better <laughs> it's than you think, but at the same well i mean we're saying that's not that bad 34 percent. if you got that in more than one if more than one assignment in college they would make you switch out of the class like yeah like he he makes movies or at least his original his like first set of movies he made movies knowing exactly who he was making them for and critics seem to like hate him for it and I find that fascinating. I find it fascinating that we we split it up because he's got those movies, but at the same side of the coin, like you guys were talking about, he has Punch Drunk Love that critics liked it more than the audiences, 79% to 77 or Rain on, Over Me, where they were both certified fresh. <laughs> Rain like, On Me, where he plays Lady Gaga. Yes, he plays Lady Gaga. I wouldn't put him past him. Oh, here's one. I, I, I wish that were true. It's much sadder. <laughs> rain rain over me is about like 9-11 yeah um yeah no okay so here here's the thing here here's here's my thing about that because it seems like we are so focused on how people are viewing him then is our adam sandler movie adam sandler musical mm-hmm. that's not about adam sandler no that's, I, that's honestly kind of interesting. That's I mean, the I'm only be... way I can figure out how to make this work is doing an Adam Sandler musical that is not about Adam Sandler because every other that's way not about him. Like you can't do a musical about Adam Sandler because like you were talking about, he just seems like a normal guy who happens to be sometimes funny. So it can't be about <laughs> Adam Sandler. It can I be mean, about what give all the credit him. to him. Yeah. Like, but like, <laughs> give him all the credit. I think it's more than that because it's like all of his bad movies make like millions. So of much money. Or made millions. So much freaking money for garbage. Like absolute garbage. Well, because people love either love him or love to hate them. Yeah, that's true. Like it's, a, it's such a dichotomy. Like if you haven't seen, uh, if you haven't seen Hubie Halloween or you haven't seen, uh, like. Uh, the hotel transylvania movie to be able to make fun of it you're not part of the cultural zeitgeist of adam sandler that's true you have to go see it so okay i I agree so i I think i think it looks it sounds like we're kind of on the same page that we're going to be making this about how people viewed adam sandler's work (laughs) so this is i guess more similar to a documentary (laughs) than than a biopic (laughs) Well, uh, that, I think that that's in, I think that it's a really interesting point because, like, I, I've you know it, it's almost as if like you know we talked about it being a review, and every other time like there's a review or a jukebox musical that's like an auto that's a biography of some kind, 
um, those songs are taking inner place for what's happening in these people's lives. Yeah. Right. But they are still the catalog of the artist that we are uh, doing a biography of for everything except like, you know, certain things like Tommy or Jagged Little Pill or things like that. Yeah. Here, these songs are going to be reviews of not reviews of, but are versions of the show. So, like, are we going to start the show with the song that is tells the entire story of Billy Madison? Like, is that what where we're going? So, so here's where I think what we do because Olivia was talking about like kind of like how they're viewed differently like how audiences love him or and you were talking about how either that or they love to hate him and critics a lot of times hate it so if we're doing that then we're then we should we be doing this from the perspective of the critics and the perspective of his audiences well sure yeah i mean like that those are in many ways our characters i think the audience is one character and maybe we have like six critics that converse that like talk about like how why why do they love him so much yeah like this is stupid like and there's obviously going to be a critic there that's like nah you just don't get it it's just fun like yeah there's the one guy why can't something be fun is there like one critic Um, that uh adam sandler has that really like harps on him all the time um or is it just general (laughs) i i well i think i think that like roger ebert was like such a big movie critic due to how he like set up his uh career like i think that he was a person that always harped on things i mean i've got like quotes in my brain of roger ebert that i remember hearing throughout my life you know like that are still stuck there so Uh, because he just was prolific in some way and there's two other relative pretty famous movie critics that weren't fans of his work like i've looked through them um gene siskel which people are familiar with gene siskel and um i'm not familiar with gene siskel gene siskel was he's um similar to roger ebert he was one of the first people to introduce like the the five stars kind of system like i mean obviously it's been done before but like his he also did like the thumbs up thumbs down kind of thing so he really kind of created the like go see it don't go see it he he was one of the first people to kind of create that culture around it. Mm. And another guy that if you saw his face, you'd probably see him because he's actually played like he he's played a bedraggled movie critic or like an, a mean movie critic in movies. That's how well known he is oh. for being a movie critic is Owen Gleiberman of uh, Entertainment Weekly. I, I've gone through a couple of uh, Adam Sandler's movies and he just shows up page after page talking about why he thinks this is dumb. Got lame. Yeah, so, and, like, he scores it, like, on an A through, um, A through F. And Adam Sandler's stuff literally, usually uh, hovers over, like, a D. So, Mm. so I like that, where we would have, like, essentially, like, a chorus, um, a a Greek chorus of Adam Sandler's fans. And then, um, then we'd have the critics. But how would we be introducing the songs into this? Would they be singing like about this? Is that what it'd be? Is like the chorus, like every time that that the that his fans liked it, it'd be a big dance number, and then every time that the critics had something to say, it'd be like a kind of short. It'd be like a very much more spoke sung like diatribe. 
No, I think that I think that it has like a kind of a a really weird like um really punchy yet like static uh beat to it. Like I think that it's almost like you see the movie in this like format like where the movie is happening. <laughs> Like in this song, so there's and like skit. the dance number. So there's so it's, it's just, just big like dance numbers skit. where we see it's somebody just... as Kevin James going out there dancing to Pixels. Like <laughs> right, that is just like doing the movie, and they just describe the movie basically as quickly as possible. Or or like um, the series of movies that they're going over. So like maybe they like sure, Billy yeah. Madison, Waterboy, and Happy Gilmore are all kind of all like shoved together. For yeah, like, like it like. Like, yeah, like, it ends with, um, I'm trying to think of, like, what's the most, like, awful and ridiculous Adam Sandler movie. Oh, well, Hubie uh, Halloween. Probably That's My Boy. No, Hubie Halloween That's My Boy. is absolutely the worst thing I think I've ever seen. Have you, do you know the premise yes, of That's My Boy? I do, and Hubie <laughs> okay. Halloween is worse. I, I don't think that it's, oh, I can't what, argue what in this. blockbuster... That's what really. blockbuster what blockbuster comedy starring two of the largest SNL stars of two different decades uh, with uh, the comparable uh, Vanilla Ice as well has a story that focuses on uh, a child teacher relationship that teacher getting pregnant and the boy when he's getting married finding out that his uh, soon to be wife is cuckolding him with her brother it's oof utterly disgusting no, but see the thing is is you just described a storyline hubie halloween doesn't no it's, it's okay it's okay they're both garbage but so let's let's get moving for I think very we, different reasons but we've got the idea of what we want so let's get moving on it so do <laughs> the we... point i'm saying is if we take that to my boy and turn it into a three minute song <laughs> and then all the lights go off and then spotlights come on critics and then one of the critics goes what the fuck was that? Yes, yes, we can. There's, Let's that's see. the gold that we're looking okay, for. That's what like, we're... it's this, like, it's this separated punching forth, like, what is he trying to articulate? What is he trying to say about himself as an artist? Are the kind of questions that these critics are trying to ask. But that's not what Adam Sandler is doing. Yeah, then... And so it is this, like, general change of trying to understand what what is going on. Are they gonna like like cross section (laughs) mentality? Are they like uh, analyzing (laughs) his movies to try to find? Okay, that's fun. They're like investigating (laughs) the mystery of. (laughs) Yeah, they're 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 trying to treat it like an academic work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's just not so. And and it and it isn't. And there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, so and and that's the dynamic. And so I think for the first act. The first act probably gets us but, through. But, like, before before we get going through first act or anything like that, let's let's get started. Uh, let's get started sure. with what are we doing for the opening song? Are we jumping straight into his um, film career, or are we going to start like the first song is just like the quick? Let's get you acquainted with Adam Sandler. He was on SNL. He did funny voices and funny songs on SNL, and then he made a movie. Uh, I think that there is this like general dynamic that maybe the first song that kind of introduces us is like explain to Adam Sandler is, and it gets us through SNL. And then the couple movies he does before Billy Madison. Do okay. we have a host? Is there like a narrator throughout this? Oh. Could it huh. be? Just... I think that the, I, I think, I think that we take actual like lines from 
like we would scour newspaper articles and take actual lines written about. <laughs> well, about sure. Adam I think Sandler for the for the throughout. critics and the audience, but do we have like a, a central narrator to guide? Oh, to guide us, us through, through, like between the three. Well, if we need a if we need a central narrator, um, it does say here that comedian Dennis Miller is the one who discovered Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That could be fun. I, I, I don't. I'm not looking to give dennis miller work oh i know. see um, uh, so wait. rob schneider <laughs> rob, Sh- rob schneider yes. i i think uh, that would be funny <laughs> and he's or, doing a dumb voice the whole time a puppet of rob schneider <laughs> i think i think actually this breaks it down as like the narrator is the person who does the narration for trailers ah yeah like that that rob schneider like jokey voice right like when I say Rob Schneider, it's not Rob Schneider's voice. It's the the thing that they do this to make summer. fun of Rob Schneider movies, right? This summer, like that kind of bullshit. Um, so it is. So so the narrator. We we don't have the name of the narrator, but the narrator is essentially we're essentially playing trailer. Like the songs are trailers for these movies or for these for these bits of the movie, and then the and then the chorus and then the then the critics are the ones that kind of dissect it. So we do have a narrator, but he's just like a trailer announcer. Y'all don't think it'd be funny if Rob Schneider is a narrator and then he's like, I got to jump in there. And then like, does this, does the movie (laughs) bit every time he's like, he's like, I'm telling you the story of my best friend, Adam Sandler, who keeps me in point. I don't don't know if we, I don't, I don't really know if we really need that much structure. Okay. Uh, That, that it is like, and then we reach this, like, I, I almost see like a really like uh blocky like font like screen <laughs> that's telling the year okay. and that's all we're getting. And it's like super <laughs> it's very abstract and super serious. It's like boom and like it's nineteen ninety three. Okay, <laughs> and then it gives us like a, a taste and there's this like song and life and color and all the life and color comes from the Adam Sandler songs and then everything else is like black and dark. And like spotlight. Okay, okay. So then yeah. let's let's. We I think we've got a good concept, but I think we need to get moving on this. So the first song is um, is kind of like getting Adam Sandler up until Billy Madison, where Adam Sandler kind of makes a name for himself as because he was in bit parts and stuff like that. But when he becomes yeah, no, his first I, I, big I think movie. Yeah, I think that like uh, it is like the first beginning song is just going to be setting up that this show is about Adam Sandler. I think that in a lot of ways it's just called like Enter the Sandman. Ec- yes, <laughs> Enter the Sandman. <laughs> yeah, Sandman it could be, and, and it could have that like it could have that like super quality, and it kind of just like goes into like the Hanukkah song like feel. Like it starts off really big, gets into that, and it's like a, I think it might be the only song in which the the audiences and the critics are singing like really, um, in which they're like talking about the expectation of Adam Sandler. Um, and then it breaks it directly into uh, Billy Madison. Okay, and so for and then it's critics, and then we go to a next movie. So are we critics, doing? We go to next movie. Yeah. So I, I, so yeah. If, if we're doing that format, so we're saying we're just going to be like cherry picking, let's say ten movies, maybe. Yeah. Ten movies and yeah and, through 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 the years, like just like ten movies. Okay. And. And the only thing tying these 10 movie songs together 
is the almost like waiting for Godot, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern kind of like text um, between the songs of these critics, like just trying to dumbfound, like to understand, like, are we waiting for the next one? When's the next one? You know, like, it's just this weird, like, I don't comedic drivel. No, I, I worry. I kind of like the narrator. I, I'm thinking about it. I kind of like the narrator a little bit more because I don't want this to be too highbrow about somebody who's made his living doing fart jokes. Like, I feel like that's a little. <laughs> I don't I, I don't see it that way. I see it a lot like the community episode for about Nicolas Cage for Abed. I where it's like he's taking it seriously, but. No one else is taking that seriously. The audience isn't taking that seriously. The joke is how serious people are taking it. Well, okay. Well, either way, let's let's focus on the the connective tissue. We can kind of we we can work on, and that can kind of be decided when they're producing. The, like if the show gets produced, that's where we can connect. But we do need the the big tentpole numbers. So let's let's move through that. So like you said, got the SNL, got the kind of Hanukkah song that kind of gets thrown in there. And then it just goes right into the song about Billy Madison. That's his first big movie where he's the headliner and it's a success. So Billy Madison, 79% audience score, 42% um, critic score. So we have the song and then I'm assuming it goes into uh, it goes into the critics discussing why it's so terrible. And then the and then the fans talking about why they love it so much and is that like a song between the two of them is that is that kind of the formula we're going for is like song another like is this more like operatic where there's never not singing uh, that's what i was no. kind of thinking but just before when we were talking about everything like do they do they interject within like the song of the movie or is it all happening after i was i was thinking in between like there's the big there's the big number where they uh, the the about the song and then it is a conversation between and then it is like the diatribe by the critics and then the fans kind of come in like a Greek chorus explaining why they like it and like various like they're all kind of like a cacophony of saying like oh, it's really funny how huh? did you see that he got hit in the balls did you see that did you see that ah oh, Norm Macdonald's hilarious you know it's just like really just like two very different things mm-hmm. what do you think william right like it like like it's just this like punchy uh like comedic like text that is just like uh now are you uh, saying comment comment when, comment when you say comedic text are you saying like up on a screen no, I just mean like these, like just like you said, like these, just like little comedy like jokes being said by the audience, uh-huh. like oh, Norm Macdonald, like this kind of thing, where then the only real conversation might be between critics talking to one another. Okay. Um, but in a lot of situations, because of how what we're really like trying to uh, capture is, we are trying to capture like the dynamic between the movie, the critic and the audience. Mm-hmm. And so in that there's no, there's not actual any conversation between happening between the three, right? Like, cause we can't interact with the movie. Right. Critics don't interact with their audiences. And in most cases, they're not on the same page. 
Yeah. So, yeah. And I think the audience. So it's almost like they're just. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I think the audience part, since the critics are really talking about the movie in a sense of like how, what value, I, or like they're talking about, is it good or is it bad? I think the audience can be the voice of like, we can show like kids quoting the movie and like parents being like, this is my favorite movie to watch with my family and stuff like that. That's like the value of how it impacts them yeah. rather than like the value of how good the movie is. Okay. So we have, uh, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's almost like a comment section. Like, uh-huh. you know, like, and they're viewing them from different places and then yeah. we use, like from different levels. Yes. And, and then we use the critics to kind of talk about the movies in between the tentpole songs we use the critics to talk about yeah. like oh this what this is another one that he put out and it's like this that's how it dates it. it's like did this he did that he did this it's not you know like uh water boy another stinker and then the and then the, the uh audience comes in and is talking about how they love the water boy and like you said there's that one critic that like guys you don't get it like they start getting more and more upset that they don't get why people like this yeah right guys pause one um, second please uh, my my airball chair is deflating. Oh no! <laughs> so <laughs> sinking. I'm gonna just pull out my bench real quick. It's yeah, killing me. Uh, yeah. While you're doing that, uh, we're we're sort of going in a circle now uh-huh. of like saying the same thing and like what's going on. Yeah. We're still stuck in the concept. I I I don't think so. In, in the sense that it's. I, I feel I feel like for the past twelve minutes, we keep agreeing on what it is and then saying we don't know what it is. Uh huh. I I hear you. No, but right? that's what, I, you mean. Know what like, I mean. That's why I mean we're stuck on the concept. Sure. So, I think we can just move on from the, from. Yeah. That. Okay. Because we're on the same page. I'm back in business. Back in business. Sure. Sweet. Okay. So we yeah. I don't remember where we left off. I'll just okay. So we, so we have the song, the Hanukkah song, all of that. Then we've got the Billy Madison song that that leads right into it. That's when we get the critics and the audiences kind of disagreeing about it, talking about his other works, why they like them. And this is this, these are the parts where they're talking. It's not so much the songs. Really, the only songs we're gonna have are these tentpole movies that are essentially trailers for the movie, and then the critics tearing it apart, and the audiences lifting them up. Or yeah. if that ever switches, um, and so then I figure the next song, the next movie we go to, is really the first. I mean, it's probably the movie that has the most merit on both sides. Is the Wedding Singer actually? The Wedding Singer got eighty percent uh, audience score and sixty nine percent critic score. Nice, nice. I, yes. I I think that I think that that's definitely true. I think it goes Billy Madison, the Wedding Singer. And then Waterboy, well, like it just in this order of like, oh, okay, so he, you know, and yeah, we're having this like, you know, this uh, up and down between how everyone's responding to him. Or, um, and if we if okay. we wanted to go chronologically, we'd have the wedding singer, and then we could either do Big Daddy or Little Nicky. <laughs> little Nicky, even though Little Nicky, well, I actually I think Little Nicky might be a good one to include because. Um, or Mr. Deeds, because neither audiences nor critics liked it. And I love, there's just like the weirdos who, uh, when I was looking through audience comments earlier, they were like, this one's okay, but it's no little Nicky. <laughs> just <laughs> people that really love that movie. 
is but, hilarious. So, I we, so we could do, I, I guess, yeah, if we did, we would do the three where it'd be Billy Madison, then the wedding singer, then the water boy, and then we could do Little Nicky or um, Mr. Deeds to show that, like, oh, he doesn't do it. Like, it's not good at all. Like, neither, neither side is starting to like him. And so then it's like, oh, does he... Uh, then that's when the critics and the audience actually start saying the same stuff. Yeah. They kind of start saying the same thing. They start tearing him down. Now, this is where I get... Oh, I'm getting a little tripped up. Because the next big thing for him is Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, so the, for me, this is pretty much like how I, I break uh, I like break down these things. What happens after Punch Drunk Love? So after Punch Drunk Love, there is Anger Management, 50 First Dates, Spanglish, Click, young, Longest Yard. So a lot of those are romantic comedies with the exception of Longest Yard. So he goes from like raunchy comedy to actual like romantic comedy. Yeah. Uh, and then after those, he has I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry, which again, I would still say is a romantic comedy. Uh, I Yeah. Then, I mean, it's fun. Yeah. Um, and then Rain Over Me is the one after that. Right. Right, right, right. Um, I, I think that there is something to be said about like doing a couple of these raunchy comedies, getting us into punch drunk love. Um, and uh the critics going and saying all the things like this is this is a new standard this is a new thing and then choosing a song to end um the uh first act first act with being like maybe it's not just 50 first dates um maybe it's not just one of them uh but it is the ones that we like don't hold in like that that have that vapid nature to them and they're just going what happened it allows us to end on that kind of joke of like what maybe maybe it's click you know <laughs> you know what i mean like it's just this like uh what or we could do we had you had so much promise yeah we could do a full <laughs> we could do a full montage of his romantic comedies yeah exactly a romantic comedy like, montage oh. where it's like what ha- and it ends with i now pronounce you chuck and larry and they're like what happens <laughs> <laughs> Which Chuck maybe I, needs to end with maybe needs to end with don't mess with a Zohan or is that how we start the show? How we start second act? Well, then um, in between God. then we have rain over me, bedtime stories, and then you don't mess with the Zohan. Yeah, but we don't have to do every song. No, I know uh, we don't. Have to I didn't do know every, if we yeah. wanted to do rain over me or not. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think. It's a lesser known I, I one, don't... and do we want to like make a short song about nine eleven? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not taking everyone. I was not. Family. I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah let's, let's skip, skip that. that Good one. call. Good call. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. Okay. And so we end. We end it with this romantic palooza. Yes. Um, and then. Yeah. And so then we start. I think that's a great idea. So we 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 so we end the first act with this. So we end the first act there. So we end the first act, and we go into intermission. And so we're also going to go into mission, and we will talk to you guys in a second. Hey everyone, um, here we are at intermission, so we are going to do what we always 
always do, we're going to go over to Olivia's Random Crap Corner. Olivia, what do you got for us? All right. Howdy, howdy. Um, Let's see. This week, we are going to look at which Adam Sandler movie you would like based on your Zodiac. If you're brand new to Adam Sandler, this is a movie you should start with because uh, it'll really hit home for you. Who's brand new to Adam's? Who has <laughs> stumbled onto this all of our babies, All like, of our three-year-old uh, audience members. There's, <laughs> there's several of them. I forgot. We've got a very large baby audience. Yeah, it's all my nieces and nephews. They tune in every <laughs> week. Um, okay, so who's Scorpio? <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, by the way, this is from ScreenRant.com if you want to go back and look at this stuff. Um, okay. So your Scorpio this week is uh, Mr. Deeds. That's the one you should watch. Um, there's a long uh, explanation on here, sort of. A couple paragraphs. I'm not going to read that. Um. <laughs> what is Mr. Deeds about? I feel like maybe we do that. We just do like okay. a two-sentence summary of each one of these movies. Sure. So Mr. Deeds is about a guy who inherits a lot of money from his uncle. Um he meets a reporter who's disguised herself as a damsel in distress. I'm basically just reading this blurb on here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, who's trying to get the inside scoop on him because he's a new millionaire. And then they, like, fall in love. And okay. then, But he's also not the millionaire, I think is That's the just, twist. Don't, the don't spoil the twist. Yeah, don't yeah, spoil yeah. The twist, why, Come on, they're why, trying to watch it, dude. What about, what about Scorpios are Mr. Deeds? Ugh, Whatever okay. you want. Um, they're cold or confrontational often, but they're really just very emotional people. And Mr. Okay, Deeds, okay, okay, he's a nice yeah. guy from a small town. Then he finds out he's a billionaire. I don't know why they say millionaire. In the movie, he's a billionaire. They find out like he inherits billions of dollars from some guy, and he's trying to adjust to being rich when he's bringing his good small town sensibility to the uh, to the to the whole city essentially perfect all right now that we've blown the not reading the whole explanation out of the water we'll just go ahead and read <laughs> the explanations on all of these okay virgo uh you should watch the water boy <laughs> i love this movie it's so dumb such a great movie virgos are very practical and methodical individuals often planning everything and leaving nothing to chance they're very analytical and rarely show their true emotions giving them a shy and reserved personality um, the water boy is about the reserved young water boy who takes his job title a little too seriously, has an overprotective mother who shields him from the world, blah, blah, blah. He's a grown man. Um, uh, and then he turns out to be a prodigy football player, <laughs> which helps him get over his shyness. So does it? I don't think it aged well. Um, well oh, here's sure. The thing. Here's the thing. If you're going to watch water boy, he has a very interesting accent. He is essentially a man-child. This is, it's a weird thing because Adam Sandler has kind of looked the same for like 40 years. So you're like, oh, Adam Sandler is an adult acting like an ignorant kid. But he really is like 23 in this movie. Um, he's it's still an he, adult. He has an accent <laughs> that sounds like it could be some sort of impediment, but it's not. He is just from deep backwoods, backwater Louisiana. That's the thing. It's like his accent is a his accent is kind of a a like Louisiana accent. Uh-huh. It's not necessarily I don't know how to speak. Sure, sure. Who's next? 
<laughs> All right. Fair enough. Uh, Sagittarius, Billy Madison, classic. So, so, Sagittarius are the worst people. Uh huh. That That's what you should take away from that. Um, this says this says in a kinder description. Um, they're among the biggest travelers and most spiritual and adventurous of all the signs. They're always looking for meaning in their lives and are willing to go the extra mile to find the answers they're looking for. Um, Billy Madison. I don't know if I'd describe Billy Madison that way. He's he's going the extra mile to get his inheritance or whatever it is, right? Yeah, it's his inheritance and I guess the second grade teacher or fourth grade teacher he falls in love with. Uh-huh. Is this the one where he pees his pants and he says... Yes, or will somebody pees, pees their yeah. pants and to make them feel better, he pretends to pee his yeah. pants. Yeah, peeing your pants m- means you're cool or whatever. Um, yes. I think that was a perfect is, uh, impression. <laughs> that's a perfect Adam Sandler impression. Thank you. Okay, uh, yeah, so that one's about a guy, a man-child again, um, who goes through kindergarten through eighth grade to... He has to retake like grade school basically to get his inheritance because everyone thinks he's a moron um yep yep okay happy gilmore oh shit gemini (laughs) (laughs) i gave it away spoiler um gemini you should watch happy gilmore (laughs) this is one of his uh his first movies right yeah or his first movie i think it's his like second is it second billy madison's the first okay yeah so, Geminis often get a bad rep for being unpredictable and hard to read, but they're very adaptable and can learn quickly and efficiently. Um, part of their personality. That one, that one is like so far the most spot. Most makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Happy Gilmore. Adam Sandler plays a former hockey player who gets banned from the sport due to aggression. Then he transitions to be a prodigy in golf. Um, that's yeah. pretty much it. <laughs> and he, he's trying to get enough money to get his grandmother out of a nursing home. Ah, um, uh, yeah. All right, it's, Gemini. It's pretty good. <laughs> you should watch that it. one. Um, okay, Taurus. <laughs> Anger Management is your movie. For sure, yeah. Tauruses, or Tauri, as I call them are often seen as the most stubborn and hardworking of the Zodiacs with a grounded and stable mindset. They love being surrounded by beauty and often fight for their inner urges to lash out and let their temper get the best of them, uh, despite being level-headed for the most part. So, anger management. Adam Sandler is a mild-mannered assistant who bottles up his anger until he snaps on a flight attendant and is forced to take anger management classes with an unorthodox psychologist played by Jack Nicholson. Um, who helps him face his demons. So, Adam, so Jack Nicholson in this movie, this is like the first movie where Jack Nicholson starts just being old man Jack Nicholson. <laughs> oh. He's just kind of like crazy eyed mm-hmm. and just kind of scruffy. He's like, you know what? If, if you make me go to hair and makeup for a movie, I will not be there. This is like the first movie where Jack Nicholson starts doing I, that. I don't know if that's true. You think that's true? That anchor yes. management is where that starts? I would say this is, because this is like the late 90s, early 2000s. I would say this is like his first movie to really start saying, I don't give a shit. Let's do our next musical on how Jack Nicholson turned into an old man who doesn't give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> the late biography of Jack Nicholson. 
that the unauthorized biography. <laughs> of uh, it, it's actually it's actually gonna be our first movie musical, and it's gonna be something's gotta give. <laughs> no, move on, Olivia, move on right okay. now. Okay, okay, Aries, your movie is Uncut Gems. Uh, <laughs> uh as the first sign in the zodiac, Aries are al- always giving head. I can't read now. Um, Aries are always diving headfirst into anything and are determined to be first in everything they do. Life is a competition for them. They want to be first in everything they do. Redundant. Okay. And are willing <laughs> to do anything to stay on top. Adam Sandler. Right, uh, uh, Screen Rants just lost all of its credibility. Yeah. Those two sentences. Yeah. That they yeah, want to be. Screen Rants. Why? Because they used everything twice. Oh, I see what you're saying. Everything and anything in both sentences. I thought you were insulting the Aries. Um, the Aries. No, they're no. just they're they're writing structure completely. Yes. Yes. So uncut gems is Adam Sandler as a as a jeweler gambling addict who continues to make increasingly poor decisions while being a jewelry gambler addict. There's no time off on it. There is always sound happening. This is. Um, who who are the directors of this? They're two brothers. Sa- Safty? Uh, Safty, I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah. The Safty brothers, they've also made good time. This really isn't an Adam Sandler movie. This is a movie that Adam Sandler is in. Sure. It's if you like anxiety, this is a great movie for you. Yeah, those Aries love anxiety. So, All right. Um Libra all right, this is us, y'all. Woo, Libra gang. <laughs> Libra gang. Our movie is Fifty First Dates, which Hell yeah. I think it's my oh, probably man. my favorite one. It's so cute. Um, Libras are all about. It makes me so sad. Aw. <laughs> like all the like, I remember watching that movie as a kid and just like too many times. Mm-hmm. Um, and a not understanding the first part at all. Um, until I was older about like the whole thing with the drink and like faking the alcohol. That was like such a weird oh. scene. Um, and then just be like, this is this, this poor woman. <laughs> oh man. I don't know. Drew Barrymore's so cute in this movie though. So, so why should Libras watch this? Okay. Libras are all about balance and partnerships. Libras aren't big on relationships and they hate being alone. Not feeling fulfilled unless they have a loved one by their side. They are in a constant chase for equality and peace and will stop at nothing to achieve it. Okay. Do you feel attacked, William? <laughs> I feel I feel pretty attacked, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, William, we're, just we're your loved ones, and we're always by your side. Every Sunday at see, 10 a.m. See, exactly. <laughs> see, <laughs> except it seems so conditional. <laughs> I have to do all this work. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. As long as you're producing something mm-hmm. for us, we're by your side. Absolutely. Yeah. You can always reach out to me if you want to like discuss ideas for the podcast or anything. Yeah, absolutely. We're always available if you need, you know, if you uh, need to bounce off any of the the songs off of us or anything uh-huh. like that. Or oh if yeah. You need us to record some harmonies. We're always available. Yeah, you can always let us know how that's going too, because we haven't yeah. seen the product yet. So. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Anyway. Fifty first dates. <laughs> Um, William, how about, because you got so little going on, tell us about 51st Dates. 
Oh, that's so sad. Um, <clears throat> well, Fifty First Dates is about this guy who's just like uh, totally just like about hooking up with chicks and everything, and he's gotten really good at literally first dates. But he meets this person who like he just doesn't uh, line up with at first. Finds out that she forgets um, everything, and like she's just stuck in like 1984 or some like time. I don't remember the year. Uh, and he goes on all these first dates with her and it's like a new thing. And so like, he never has to, you know, grow up in that sense. But as he develops feelings for this woman who is mentally impaired and doesn't remember him and he, it's almost like a groundhog day situation where like, it's the same problem I have with groundhog day where it's like, we're not out oh, about this man groundhog spent day, a- William. Okay. We're sorry. Asking, I won't talk we're- about groundhog day. Um, <laughs> But he, uh, you know, eventually they, like, break up. Sean Astin's in the movie, and that's pretty great. Um, and the the big scene that I remember is, like, he goes and visits her in the mental hospital, and she's just painting pictures of men with egg eggs for heads. Ah. Because um, the whole joke is that he has an egg for a head. It's like, oh, she does remember me. And then um, the movie ends with uh, her waking up don't, and watching a video. Don't spoil the twist. I love that in-depth analysis of Fifty First Dates. Thank you. Um, Of course, we spend the most time on our sign. Fucking Libras. Okay. Pisces. Well, there's got to be balance. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Pisces, your movie is Big Daddy, which is another one of my favorites. TBH. I haven't seen any of, like, the more serious films, so these are my favorites. Um, Pisces, you're very compassionate and loving, always ready to help others. They're very intuitive and gentle and they hate being alone. Big Daddy is about a man who's newly single and then he discovers he had a kid with an estranged girlfriend. Um, although their relationship is rocky at first, he grows into his fatherly role and learns to love the kid. Even teaching him some new tricks, like the one where he like spits he spits and sucks it back up. That trick, yes. you know? The best, the best scene. The best scene of the movie. And he's played by little Dylan slash Cole Sprouse. Yeah, he's played by the Sprouse twins. So if you like Riverdale, if you like Zach and Cody, this is a movie for you. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, Capricorns, your, your movie is Click. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Click always gave me anxiety for some reason. Oh, for some reason? For, I guess... I don't remember too much of it, but I was like, well, this movie's a, a lot. Yeah. yeah, Christopher Walken. Oh, um, so why yeah. why should why should Capricorns watch Click? Uh, they're masters of self-control. They're very good at managing themselves and are responsible with their time and efforts. They're extremely independent and resourceful, often use mistakes as experience and learning steps towards a better life. Um, so, uh, Christian, do you want to explain Click? Sure, I'll, I'll give it give it the old college try, see if I can get it quickly. So, Click is about Adam Sandler who feels like he never has any time. He always has to be doing something. He finds, he gets a remote uh, that lets him From control From the Beyond time. section, right? <laughs> from yeah. the bed, I'm, I'm trying not to give away all the jokes, William. Uh, the, from He goes to Bed Bath & Beyond and he ends up in the Beyond section of Bed Bath & Beyond. He finds, he's given a remote that lets him stop time, control time. He starts using it for his personal gain. 
Um, it gets a little out of hand and he finds life has passed him by and he has to find a way to cope with that or uh, correct that. Yeah. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty funny until it's sad. Yeah. Yeah, and the way that it ends is Drew Barrymore is on a boat and is watching a video. William, stop <laughs> trying to tell us about frogs. We don't want to hear about frogs. All right. Um... <laughs> you just call Drew Barrymore a frog. Maybe. She's a know. frog with a daytime talk show. How dare you? Okay. So what, what, what's Leo up to? <laughs> Leo. Leo, you should watch The Longest Yard. Leos are the kings of their own little world. They're extremely charismatic oh, <laughs> and confident That's leaders. so fucked up. <laughs> that is so messed up to say that. Oh, man. Aw, but they are. They shine bright. No, I know, but we're then attaching that to a movie about convicts. Oh, I see. And so the king of their own little world, that's kind of, yeah. Well, let me see. I'll keep reading and see if it explains itself. They're most comfortable in the spotlight and can handle all the pressure that goes with all eyes on them. Um, Oh, man. (laughs) No? Okay. Uh, The the (laughs) youngest lord. The youngest lord. So, Can we just make yard. our musical about the youngest lard? It's the youngest lard. <laughs> okay. That just sounds like that just sounds like it's actually just Charlotte's Web, right? Like it's just about the littlest pig. <laughs> I can't come back. Okay, I'm back. Okay, <laughs> the longest yard. <laughs> So what what is Longest Yard about? Does anybody want to give us a quick summary of the Someone Longest Yard? Do it. Uh it's uh uh basically death race but football instead. Okay, perfect. Great. Everyone knows what yeah. that means. Okay. And Neo is in it for some reason. <laughs> not not the character. Neo. Not from the or Matrix. Is Neo or is it Nelly? I don't, I couldn't tell it you. Might be Nelly. I don't think I've even Sorry. watched that movie. It's a two thousands. It is a mid. It is a mid two thousands pop artist. Yeah, Chris Brown. Terry Terry Crews is in it. Terry Crews is Chris also Rock. in it. Chris Rock ah. is in it, and he dies. No, he said. Olivia said Chris Brown. <laughs> oh, ooh, ooh. I mean, it, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Pulling up from that joke I was about to tell. Let's move on. All right. Let's move on. Okay, Aquarius. Your movie you should watch is Spanglish. This is William's favorite movie. Uh, Aquarius's are ever? ever. It's my favorite movie that's ever. That's what you said. Yep. <laughs> I don't think that's what I said. All I right. watched this movie a bunch of times and I loved it as a kid. I don't even remember when it came out though. Oh, okay. I gotta take back that early birthday present I ordered you. Then let's see. Aquarius early. Is... It's it's a very <laughs> early birthday present. Or really late. <laughs> i buy all of my gifts months in advance so that just um, hope that we're still friends by then yeah come on okay so what's uh aquarius uh they okay aquarius are both shy and reserved and energetic and eccentric they see the world with no prejudice or biases and are very accepting of people from all backgrounds and cultures uh, Spanglish is about a successful small family that offers their home to a young Hispanic single mother who attempts to raise her child while being the maid for the family. The families quickly learn how different their lives are and tensions run. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is Adam Sandler trying to be, I guess, funny or not funny. He got, he got, he got 
like really good reviews for this movie. This, Did he? this is I will say this is like the Adam one of the Adam Sandler movies that's that um this is probably one of the first Adam Sandler movies where it's like you start seeing him get with increasingly attractive women and you're like how like, <laughs> you think so you think it starts there i think this is the this is that form this is where the formula was born because before that at least he was a younger guy he was attractive enough but then he's to kind of oh, to let himself well, then go. what what you're just it sounds like what you're describing is that he just gets worse yes and the yes. people that he's dating stay the same absolutely yes <laughs> okay got it what's the last one okay cancer uh your movie is bedtime stories. Cancers are okay. are highly imaginative, <laughs> and they have a soft spot for their loved ones and friends, showing extreme loyalty despite their reserved nature. Cancers are also known for being highly imaginative, imaginative and creative, spending more time in their head with in the clouds, with their head in the clouds than in the real world. Skeeter Bronson is his name in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so. So can I can I describe yes, this one really please. quick because it's a so Adam Sandler plays a handyman at a hotel where um he's a you know he's a bum he's a burnout his sister and his niece and nephew have to spend the night there at the hotel with him he tells them a bedtime story turns out every bedtime story he tells them becomes true somehow <gasps> and so he starts using that to his advantage and he learns that it's really about family yada yada yada. Oh wow! There seems to be a yeah. There seems to be a, a trend with his mystical, yeah, films. Yeah. Uh huh. And so it's hmm. it's it's a fine kids movie. It's boring. Sorry, sorry, Adam. It's it's no I pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Is it it's no I pronounce you Chuck and Larry? Is there a scene in it where a truck dumps over and gumballs fall out? Because I have yes. that in my head. Okay, great. Yes, there is a scene that is from uh, the trailer. You, you oh, yep, <laughs> maybe I haven't even seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, there you go. Now you know which Adam Sandler movie to watch if you're interested in Adam Sandler after this. And um, we're at the end of the intermission. The lights just dimmed. Go ahead and get back to your seats. Okay, so we're back from intermission. We just finished with this romantic comedy palooza where the critics are like what happened you were you were making art why aren't you making art anymore why are you making this stupid stuff um and then and it, yeah and it gets it gets us in i think starting with you don't mess with the zohan is such a great beginning yes. number because uh, <laughs> like, it just has this like quality to it um and, and i think because we could do you do you don't mess with the zohan and i think we could mix that with grown-ups because I think yeah. Grown Ups is an important one just because it, I would say Grown Ups is really the first one where it's actually just him and his friends going on vacation. Like, I, I, there's no I think, plot. I, I think that, like, we start to really get into, like, the friends, the the making stuff with their friends. Um, there's a great, uh, there there's a great critic quote about it that was, um... Uh, <laughs> that Adam Sandler has become the ant- antithesis of Judd Apatow. <sighs> he is instead he, he he's instead the white Tyler Perry, smart enough to know better, sad enough, savvy enough to do it anyway, <laughs> lazy enough not to care. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I love it. 
Are we going to touch on funny people, or is that I was left I out? was actually going to ask about that. I think that one. I, I I think funny people is really hap is really important to happen between don't mess with the Zohan and all of these friends things because I think it kind of gets to our like, um, our kind of breakdown of like what's like what's going on because I think that there is kind of a note that we can finish on that resolves, and that resolution does come down to as heartwarming as many and Adam Sandler movies are, it comes down to friendship. Um, because we've got this funny people, you know, we've got all of him doing the things with his friends. But interesting um, thing, interesting point about funny people. Funny people, okay. critics liked, audiences didn't. Well, yeah, and I think that that's an important dichotomy switch that, like, is important. You know, it is important. Um, I love funny people. Well, that's because you're a critic. Um <laughs> I am. I know. <laughs> so funny. So we have the the don't mess with the Zohan. We've got all of that. We the, get the bedtime story. We have. We've got the. We have funny people. I don't think we need to go into bedtime I stories. I just meant like if we um, mix those, if we mix it with don't mess with the, like if we needed, but we stick with don't mess with the Zohan, and then so and then we do funny people, and so then we do funny people, and the critics are like, oh yes, he finally came to his senses, and the audiences are like, exactly, why do you hate us? Right. Yada yada yada, and so that's and when, then we and. <laughs> and then we've got grown-ups arguments about stuff uh that's my boy like what the fuck is going on <laughs> jack and jill um uh zookeeper jack and jill grown-ups too we need to have grown-ups too mm -hmm. and, and um, that can again be kind of like a that can that can be a montage song where it's like he kind of it's all of those kind of get thrown together where it's like why is he just making shitty kids movies right now, here's the thing. I, I, I know we keep mentioning Hubie Halloween, and uh, I kind of don't want it to be a part of the show. Let's, um, let's, let's get to it. We're, let's get to it once we get to the end, because it would be the last thing. So we'll, we'll, let's get... I, I, I think, I, honestly, in terms of the amount of time that we have, I think that maybe we throw in the Ridiculous Six, but that's all the movies, really. We don't really need any more than that. You know what I mean? Like, we have grown-ups... We have, like, just thinking about it from the number of, of musical numbers that there would be, right? If we have Grown Ups as a song, we have That's My Boy. Maybe we have Kevin James as the zookeeper. Oh, no. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Then we have Grown Ups 2. Um, and then we have The Ridiculous Six. And the reason that I, I would stay at those five, and maybe we could throw in more, but, like, the, the songs that we throw in after that, I don't think affect the story very much. What is what is Ridiculous Six? Uh, what's that effect to the story? The Ridiculous Six is the first Netflix movie that he does. Oh, okay, that's, that's the one where the that that's the one that it's it's a spoof of the Magnificent Seven, and it's also the one where the Native Americans walked off set because of how offensive uh... he was being. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. And it was aw did awful by critics, but it was uh, viewed more times in the 30 Dames than any other movie in history. Mm -hmm. Yeah, net on Netflix. Like, everybody watched it. And we go from there. But, like, one of the things, the reason I want to stop, I wanna, don't want to start there is because I kind of want to end on his uh, SNL performance. Oh, oh his, the, his guest the one, show? The one about Chris Farley? When he, the one about Chris Farley, yeah. 
the one where he actually, you know, he wins an Emmy, Guys, for, doesn't he? Or did he just get a nomination? I think he, I think he just got a maybe nomination. he got nominated. There's also he came out with that um, his stand up special, which is called 100% Fresh, which I just realized <laughs> is probably a joke about his reviews on like Rotten Tomatoes. Um, that's also true yeah so and that that got i mean that was a really good really well-reviewed stand-up special on netflix so i don't know if we want to include that or not because it does kind of tie into the critics it does it kind of does where because that that could be near the end because we've had all of these movies and then Mm -hmm. near the end he actually has a song where he addresses the critics like where he's talking directly yeah. to this, the critics and we bring it from this like kind of separated world to where he brings everybody like he's actually like all three of those worlds are kind of thrust together. That's true. Uh, that that feels like the place to end it. Yeah. Is where it's like because we've got all of this. He's gone back and forth where critics like him. Audiences like him. Some people everybody hates him. Everybody like we, we do the ridiculous six where everybody hates him and they're like, ah, I guess Adam Sandler's, um, I guess Adam Sandler's reign of success is over. Uh, you, you know, kind of thing when also at the same time we are hearing that like there is people talking about, can you believe this movie was watched 60 million, 60 million times in 30 days? Can't believe it. It's terrible. Like even the fans are talking about how is it so popular? It's terrible. And then, yeah. and then the final song is Adam Sandler's 100% Fresh stand-up special yeah. where he sings about, like, don't you see why I'm doing this? Like, this is the one time right. for him to actually, like, reach out and talk to the people. Right. Um, so we're not going to touch on Uncut Gems at all? I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave that one untouched. <laughs> um, I, as much as I would love to talk about Uncut Gems... I don't, it doesn't seem like it's a good thing to end with. (laughs) Like, I don't know how to end with Uncut Gems. It's just like, okay, and finally we're going to be doing some experimental atonal jazz for the last song. (laughs) And good luck. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, maybe we throw it in right right after, right before murder. It's just diamond studded um, Furbies come out. No, what are those things called? Are they Furbies? Yeah. Yeah, it was a Furby. Yeah. It was a diamond-studded yeah. Furby chain. Diamond-studded Furby, like full-size, human-size Furbies come out and sing it. Oh, my God. Like mass Singer style. Oh, God. <laughs> do, do, uh, do you... And it's just... <laughs> uh, there's also... There's other ones. Like, the one that... The, the movie in 2017 that's uh, rated the best of his on Rotten Tomatoes and has his amazing stuff. Uh, it's called The Meyerowitz Stories. Um... <laughs> there have one film critic said to, said with no shtick to fall back on sandler is forced to act and it's a glorious thing <laughs> to watch yeah it's i think i think what we're finding out is is that people are just dicks to adam well sandler. yes <laughs> but also i think adam sandler contains multitudes like yeah, he seems like yeah. a really complicated guy, and I think in order for our narrative to work, I think we might just have to end it at the 100% fresh. Like, we can't talk about it I too much, right. or we could just be talking for hours. Sure. Hours. We could make a three-act musical about Adam Sandler and about his six hour, six. It's a six-hour-long show. Yeah, we'll we'll make um, um, Angels in America, but, but Adam Sandler. <laughs> but Adam Sandler. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Well, 
that um yeah i think that that can work but really what song do you think would be the most interesting to people um i i I feel like i i feel (laughs) what what is is the what is the song you want uh what is the movie you want a song about um is the real question um actually you know what i think it's the rom-com montage because I think that's a big I think number. It, I think it is. I think that's a it big, a huge like, number. huge number with I don't, multiple mm. choruses, like, with multiple dance breaks and choruses. Like, it's like a full-on ten-minute number that takes up I'm, a good portion of it that really goes through all of them. And, like, each verse is about the different rom-coms. And we have, like, different dance breaks and, like, how Adam Sandler can do it all. But at the same time, the critics are talking about how they don't like it, but everybody else loves it. So it's going to be a big, complicated number, and I'm going to need you to write it for us by next week. Um, I might be able to do a next week thing, but only if it's the, the Zohan, no, number, it's, which I think is just as big. No, it's going to be... Sorry, Um, I think Olivia and I have already decided. Olivia, back me up on this. Oh, right. Ah, it's yeah. The, it's Thank you. It's the romantic comedy thing. That's probably going to be about 12 different parts. Mm-hmm. Um... And if you could choreograph something for us. One of them is Drew Barrymore. Um, so yes. yeah. you can just get, get get her to Cameo, even just like on the Cameo Guys, website. I, you want me to pay for a Cameo? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And if you could choreograph something and like maybe sh- and hire some dancers to just like pre-visit a little bit, just so we know what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be great. Yeah. I like it. Maybe maybe like a four four piece band. Do you think that's enough? You know? Maybe maybe five. We need a violin. I like a five song. piece band. Five piece, yeah. So we've got like the guitar, the bass, the drum, the keyboard. Can we yeah. have a steel guitar? Yeah, and a steel guitar just in case. Just in just case. in case. So there we go. Um, yeah. If you can get all of that done by next weekend, if you could keep the budget to like no money, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and if not, no, no money. And if if not, you know, just use your own money, and then when we, you, you know, we'll get you back. Yeah, we'll, we'll reimburse you, you eventually. Yeah. Save you receipts, and we'll get you back. Um, well, I think that's right. about it for us. Uh, thank you for coming on us, coming with us on this journey of learning so much about Adam Sandler and learning that he's a complicated guy. <laughs> like his his shows don't his movies actually kind of fluctuate in a surprising way. So, thanks for thanks for uh, listening to us. Um, real quick before we go. I did want to say there's some new updates. We uh, we uh, we have found out recently, and I'm sure you're all familiar with this. Spotify allows you to rate and leave reviews now. So if you if you're liking what you're hearing, to follow us, but also maybe give us a review or leave us a like us on Spotify. That really really helps. Um, yeah. Apple Podcast is always a good one, or whatever podcast device, uh, whatever you use to listen to podcasts. We try give to us be on five that. apples. Give us us, five five apples on Apple. Give us is is that what the rating is? Is apples? I don't know. I've never used it. I'm just never used it. So you're just gonna go ahead and say it's apples. Yep. Give me five Spotify's. I would love five Spotify's, please. Just just five Spotify's will be great. Um, and then finally, if you have any ideas about like what you what what you think might be a fun show for us to kind of delve into. We're always accepting ideas. You can either message us on our, uh, you can message us on our Instagram, which um, Olivia, what's our handle? Uh, we wrote the book 
podcast, I think? Yes, it's a We Wrote the Book podcast. If you're not following us, please give us a follow. Uh, we try to put out content weekly. We're trying to get a little bit better on that. Or you can send us an email directly at wewrotethebookpod at gmail.com. So it's spelled exactly how you think it would be. Um, W-E-W-R-O-T-E-T-H-E-B-O-O-K-P-O-D at gmail.com. I know it's a mouthful, but it's just we wrote the book, no space. We wrote the book pod at gmail.com. Uh, I think that about covers it. And hopefully... When William actually gets us our songs, we'll start posting those on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We'll start posting some stuff on YouTube, maybe some stuff on Spotify. This is all determined on William actually doing something for us. So, you know, just uh, uh, get at William. Um, let him know. Um, I believe it is. Uh, what, what's your Instagram, William? Uh, audience, I need your help. <laughs> <laughs> If you if you have any ideas, audience, <laughs> please. If you if you want to see more of Skid Jones, just drop it in the DMs. Um, Specifically, let us know. William, let William know that Skid Jones is better. Maybe I'll put a poll up. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> yes. Put up a poll. Who's better, William or Skid Jones? I think that's a great idea. All right. Okay, well, thank you guys so much for listening. We have been We Wrote the Book. Uh, Bye. Bye Bye-bye.